Good evening and welcome to Naples United Church of Christ. I said to the choir earlier, I, I don't think we say happy Monday Thursday, but a blessed Monday Thursday to each of you as we continue this Holy Week journey. My name is Dawson Taylor. I have the great privilege of serving as senior minister. And for those who are worshiping here in the sanctuary and those who are worshiping virtually, we are grateful to have you with us on this, the most holy of nights in the Christian tradition. And I'm Reverend Angela Wells-Bean, and it's my privilege to serve as your minister for congregational care, and I extend my welcome to you as well. Thank you for being with us this evening. Maundy Thursday, of course, before Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and Easter Sunday, Maundy Thursday is the night where we remember and we commemorate that this was the night that Jesus gathered with his family of choice around the table, one where we believe he welcomed all people and told us and gave us a mandate, monde in Latin, which means to remind each of us, as Jesus reminded us that night, that we are called to love one another and to remember that every time we gather at this table. We want to bring the Easter service schedule to your attention, especially those of you who are newcomers to our community. We will have three worship opportunities on Easter morning. The first is at 7 a.m. in adjacent Clam Pass. Please park in that parking lot. And then at 9 and 11 a.m. here in the sanctuary, we will have our festival service. And on Saturday night, we are having a family-friendly intergenerational Easter extra service at 5 p.m. on Saturday. So lots of worship opportunities in the coming days to celebrate Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. I want to let you know that this is the one night out of the year where we serve communion in a different style. And so um, actually very early in the service, uh, you'll be invited and directed by our ushers. They will begin in the back and uh, work their way front. Uh, You come down the center aisle, return by the side aisles. Um, You will receive a piece of bread. There are gluten wafers also available. And then you are invited to dip that into the grape juice, receiving the elements together. If you need, if you aren't able to uh, come to the front, uh, if you'll just let an usher know, we'll be happy to bring communion to you in your seat once we are done serving. At the conclusion of tonight's service, while we normally invite you to socialize and enjoy one another's fellowship, this is the one night of the year when we actually ask you to just depart the sanctuary in silence and make your way to your cars, reflecting on your experience in preparation for Good Friday tomorrow. As people at the table, as those who follow Jesus, both to crucifixion and to resurrection, let us center our hearts and our minds as we begin worship tonight. Come and remember the love of Jesus gathered at table with his friends. Come to receive from Christ the bread of life and the cup of blessing. Come receive the tender service Christ offers each of us. Come to receive the challenge of the new commandment, the new mandate, love one another. Come and contemplate the many temptations of a world that would entice us, like Judas, to betray the trust of a suffering God. Come to travel with Jesus the way of the cross so that our Easter Alleluia will take on new meaning. 
Let us worship together and reflect upon the life of Christ so that we might remember what discipleship may cost and what it may reap. When the hour came, he took his place at the table and the apostles with him. I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer, for I tell you I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the realm of God. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves, for I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the realm of God comes. Then he took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But see, the one who betrays me is with me and his hand is on the table. For the Son of Man is going as it has been determined, but woe to that one by whom he is betrayed. Then they began to ask one another, which one of them it could be who would do this? A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was to be regarded as the greatest. But Jesus said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors. But not so with you. Rather, the greatest among you must become like the youngest, and the leader like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one at the table? But I am among you as the one who serves. You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you just as my parent has conferred on me a realm, so that you may eat and drink at my table in my realm, and you will sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, listen. Satan has demanded to sift all of you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your own faith may not fail. And you, when once you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. And Peter said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and to death. I tell you, Peter, the cock will not crow this day until you have denied three times that you know me. When I sent you out without a purse or bag or sandals, did you lack anything? They said, no, not a thing. But now, the one who has a purse must take it, and likewise a bag. And the one who has no sword must sell their cloak and buy one. For I tell you, this scripture must be fulfilled in me. And he was counted among the lawless. And indeed, what is written about me is being fulfilled. 
they said, Lord, look, here are two swords. It is enough. Jesus went out, as was the custom, to the Mount of Olives. And the disciples followed him. When Jesus reached the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not come into the time of trial. Then Jesus withdrew from them about a stone's throw, knelt down, and prayed. Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel from heaven appeared to him and gave him strength. In his anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down on the ground. When he got up from prayer, Jesus came to the disciples and found them sleeping because of grief. And he said to them, Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. While Jesus was still speaking, suddenly a crowd came, and the one called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus said to Judas, Judas, is it with a kiss that you are betraying the child of God? When those who were around Jesus saw what was coming, they asked, Lord, should we strike with the sword? Then one of them struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus said, No more of this. And he touched his ear and healed the slave. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple police, and the elders who had come for him, Have you come out with swords and clubs as if I were a bandit? When I was with you day after day in the temple, you did not lay hands on me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. Then they seized Jesus and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house. But Peter was following at a distance. When they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him in the firelight, stared at him and said, This man was also with Jesus. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. A little later, someone else on seeing him said, You are also one of them. But Peter said, I am not. Then about an hour later still, another kept insisting, Surely this man was also with him, for he is a Galilean. But Peter said, I do not know what you are talking about. At that moment, while he was still speaking, the cock crowed. The Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord and how he had said to him, Before the cock crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept 
bitterly. Now the men who were holding Jesus began to mock him and beat him. They also blindfolded him and kept asking him, Prophesy, who is it that struck you? They kept heaping many other insults on him. When day came, the assembly of the elders of the people, both chief priests and scribes, gathered together, and they brought him to their council. They said, If you are the Messiah, tell us. If I tell you, you will not believe. And if I question you, you will not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. All of them asked, Are you then the child of God? You say that I am. Then they said, What further testimony do we need? We have heard it ourselves from his own lips. Then the assembly rose and brought Jesus before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, We found this man perverting our nation, forbidding us to pay taxes to the emperor, and saying that he himself is the Messiah, the king. Then Pilate asked Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? You say so. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no basis for an accusation against this one. But they were insistent and said, He stirs up the people by teaching throughout all of Judea, from Galilee where he began, even to this place. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether Jesus was a Galilean. And when he learned that Pilate was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent Jesus to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, Herod was very glad, for he had been wanting to see Jesus for a long time, because Herod had heard about Jesus and was hoping to see Jesus perform some sign. Herod questioned Jesus at some length, but Jesus gave Herod no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing Jesus. Even Herod, with the soldiers, treated Jesus with contempt and mocked him. Then Herod put an elegant robe on Jesus and sent Jesus Back to Pilate. That same day, Herod and Pilate became friends with each other. Before this, they had been enemies. Pilate then called together the chief priests, the leaders, and the people and said to them, You brought me this man as one who was perverting the people, and here I have examined him in your presence. And have not found this man guilty of any of your charges. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us. Indeed, <coughs> excuse me, Jesus has done nothing to deserve death. I will therefore have him flogged and release him. 
Then they all shouted out together, Away away with with this fellow, release Barabbas for us. Barabbas was a man who had been put in prison for an insurrection that had taken place in the city and for murder. Pilate, wanting to release Jesus, addressed them again, but they kept shouting, Crucify! Crucify him! A third time he said to them, Why, what evil has he done? I have found in him no ground for the sentence of death. I will therefore have him flogged and then release him. But they kept urgently demanding with loud shouts that Jesus should be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate gave the verdict that their demand should be granted. He released the man they asked for, the one who had been put in prison for insurrection and murder, and he handed Jesus over as they wished. As they led him away, they seized a man, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming from the country, and they laid the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A great number of the people followed him, and among them were women who were beating their breasts and wailing for him. But Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For the days are surely coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren, and the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, Cover us. For if they do this, when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others also, who were criminals, were led away to be put to death with him. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on the right and the one on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide Jesus' clothing. And the people stood by, watching. But the leaders scoffed at him, saying, Jesus saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Messiah of God, the Chosen One. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him that said, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who was hanged there kept deriding Jesus and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since we are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this one has done nothing wrong. Then he said, 
Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, while the sun's light failed and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, crying with a loud voice, said, God, into your hands I commend my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. And when the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God and said, Certainly this man was innocent. And when all the crowds who had gathered there for the spectacle saw what had taken place, they returned home, beating their breasts. But all of Jesus' acquaintances, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Now there was a good and righteous one named Joseph, who, though a member of the council, had not agreed to their plan and action. He came from the Jewish town of Arimathea, and Joseph was waiting expectantly for the realm of God. Joseph went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down wrapped it in a linen cloth, and laid it in a rock-hewn tomb where no one had been buried. It was the day of preparation, and the Sabbath was beginning. The women who had come with him from Galilee followed, and they saw the tomb and how his body was buried. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath they rested, according to the commandment. 